what I want to start off with is your sort of origin story in a way because we worked together a couple of months ago yeah uh it was a fun shoot and there'll probably be footage of this coming up as we're talking about it but Mm -hmm. what was really interesting is all the other stuff that you do yeah so very briefly i know it might be hard for you but what are the some of the things that you do it's crazy because i feel like i should have studied myself before entering this project with you right now i should have took down my notes of my own life but basically how everything started um Okay, so I think I have to start completely from the origin. Sure. So I feel like when I was a kid, I was always thought that, like, I'm going to be something great. Mm. And I didn't know what exactly it was going to be. I never wanted to be famous. I never wanted to be, like, a superstar or anything like that. But I knew that I was really smart. And I knew that, like, no matter if somebody told me I wasn't smart, that I was smart. Like, I believed in myself. So the thing was, is I was really good at sports and I was really creative and I was really good at school. So I was always kind of like lost because I was like, I'm kind of good at a little bit of everything, but I never felt like I was the best at anything. So I was like, how can I zero in on what I'm actually good at? So leaving high school, like, like everybody else, I was kind of like, what am I going to do? So my thoughts were, okay, I'm going to go to law school. Mm -hmm. And so I obviously was starting to enter college and I wanted to do my undergrad. When I got into college, I realized, oh, this really isn't for me. I I don't understand why I'm getting graded on papers that have to do with opinions and I'm somehow wrong. Right. Like, how is that possible? And you're probably not the first one to feel that. Yeah. I mean, even talking both sides, like, I'm sure a lot of kids growing up, feel destined for greatness in a way, um, but usually gets shunted out in some way, shape, or form. And that's totally a millennial thing. I've always felt like I was extremely intelligent, and I, you know, I've had a lot of people who have put me down even close to me, but I've always had one person, which is my grandma, Mm -hmm. who always was like, no, persevere, you're smart, you're intelligent, you're beautiful, Mm -hmm. you can be whoever you want to be. And so I think that's like a millennial thing too, where you're like, um, you know, as millennials, that's kind of how we're brought up and how right. we grow up, thinking we're invincible. And yeah. then we get put into the real world and we're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Like, everything I have thought I knew is not yeah. matching to reality. Exactly. I'm not getting the results that I thought I would. I'm lucky because I was rejected so many times growing up. Right. And I, I wasn't a straight-A student. I right. wasn't, like, I was kind of all over the map. I was really smart. And all my teachers knew I was really smart. But if I wasn't interested in what I was doing, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Like... I think that's kind of where it started. Me trying to zero in as to like, what is my specific craft? Coming out of school, I always thought I was an intellectual, Mm -hmm. which I am, but that's not my main source of who I am. Right. So coming out of school, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an intellectual as in I'm going to get a corporate job, you know, maybe law school isn't for me, but at least I'll have my undergrad and I'm going to have a corporate job and things are going to be great. But once I started climbing that ladder, even like in jobs and, um, you know, being in school and stuff, I, I still became to realize this isn't for me. And I still tried to make it work because my family wanted me to make it work. Mm-hmm. But I was literally miserable, like stressed, depressed. Which a lot of people can empathize with is that you might have, it's either maybe it's family or, or just like society in general yeah. pressuring you to go down this path. Totally. And because I'm brown, like, yeah. it doesn't like... And I basically, like, the family I came from, like, we didn't have, I didn't really have much growing up. And, like, so my family kind of depended on me, like, you, you're going to make it for us. Yeah, you're so smart. You're definitely going to make it. And I'm like, oh, like, 
you know, what am I going to do if I... Which, and again, it's a lot of people that may not be privy to this kind of stuff. It's a different kind of pressure coming up in a South Asian household. Yeah. Where the expectations are like, listen, we gave up so much yeah. for you to have this. Exactly. Please don't fuck it up. Exactly. Right? And you have to support us. Exactly. That's um, a lot of pressure to deal with, especially when you're like 13, 14, 15, 16 years yeah. old, right? And I grew up, like, super independent. Like, I didn't grow up, like, in a normal, like, mom and dad household. Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up with a really mixed up, broken family. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, I even had the pressure on myself of, I have to get out of this. Right. And I have to break the cycle. Right. And I have to break barriers, and I have to go against this. Does that ever seem competing, where it's like, they want you to get out of this? Yeah. And this is now, they want you to be successful, but in your mind, like, no, I want to get out of this, but I don't see myself going... Like, was that always a Yeah, it's always, it's always been normality versus right. who I really am. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, like, who I really am is, like, this big personality and, like, I have all these ideas and all this work ethic and all this creativity and, and I have a lot of, like, risky stuff inside and me. And can I also add to the fact that, pretty obviously, you're a woman. Yeah. Which also brings another set of pressures to that yeah. in terms of what you should conform to, yeah. how you should carry yourself and that kind of thing mm-hmm. too, right? Plus I'm brown. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It just seems to be multiple. <laughs> That's like the worst of all worlds. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. Well, I mean, not, not, the, not the worst, but in terms of like when you're rolling the dice, relatively speaking, yeah. there's a whole set of pressures that come with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the society's pressuring you in ways that might be conflicting with what your family wants and their values or whatever exactly. maybe right exactly so, so when did you realize at you know going down this path that you had to make moves to something that's going to be better for yourself okay so i went through like an epiphany when i was probably i was just about to be 19 and i went through an epiphany of i am no longer most a... people don't know what epiphany means by the age of 19 yeah. so when you're saying this i'm also i'm awestruck and I, i'm curious so what happens at 19 i i kind of like so i went through a lot of like childhood trauma right and at 19 i was like you know what i'm leaving that right. i'm going to start a new chapter for myself and i am now going on a mission to find out who that is right education has taught me how to be smart and how to get a corporate job and you know all the tools that are supposed to help me be who I am right but for me it didn't fit Mm -hmm. so I said you know what screw it Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just do my own thing if it doesn't work I fail I'm still young like it's fine And, and I hate to phrase it this way but would you say that the hardships and the trauma that you went through um are in some way the the reason why you were able to break the cycle and go down your path? Totally. I don't think um and I even th- I even think about this for my like for when I have kids, yeah. how will I teach them to be the way I am? Right. Because I'm obviously I'm going to be the exact opposite of everything I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So, I think like yeah, 100% was everything that I am, yeah. and, but the thing is I'm a total believer and don't let that trauma, don't let anything define you. Yeah. One chapter doesn't define who you are. Right, right. So it's, it's really hard to just, um, like, I don't know, it's, just, it's really hard of, do I let this thing define me or like, what is, what is next for me? And so... What caused that, the epiphany to break free? Like for some people, it might yeah. be a movie. Some people, it might be a book. Some people, it might be another traumatic incident. Um, what caused that epiphany to make you actually go out and do, start doing things that were more for you and not for someone else? So like you know, like I'm a big researcher of everything. Yeah. And I've always been this way since yeah. I was 
super young, my grandparents will totally vouch on this. I'm really weird. Mm-hmm. When I get interested in something, I will read I will read a book cover to cover 15 times yeah. in a row until I'm an expert yeah. on that. I, I know that from following you on Instagram. Yeah. Like I feel like every other post is like a page of a book. Yeah. And I, I, I like to read as well, but when I see it's like, oh, next day it's another book. Like, yeah, I'm a total book. I'm a yeah. weirdo. I'm yeah. total weirdo. And, and the subjects are like all over yeah, too. Yeah, I like to know everything. Right. I'm weird. Right. So pretty much um, I, I always have been into yoga. Right. And I got really into Bikram yoga when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And through that, I really learned about... I, it took me three years to understand by, um, mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And I was always into my health and fitness. Right. And it took me a long time to understand that my mind needs to be connected to my body in order to get where I'm trying to go. Right. And in order to to really find that peacefulness in yoga. Right. So in that, I actually started studying a lot about just uh, mindfulness and compassion and empathy and sympathy and all these different traits and so because I felt like I actually didn't have that like as crazy as it sounds like I know I seem like a warm person but I, I actually lack a lot of compassion and empathy well I did I, I would I would argue a lot of people especially in that our, our age demographic yeah. probably lack empathy because of the society that we live yeah. in because of the internet age and how we interact with each other. How I grew up, I feel like it made me a very negative person mm-hmm. and it made me a very, like at, at 19. I, I would even say more cynical than negative. Yeah, totally. It, it's, not, it's not like we're negative to be negative, yeah. but very cynical in the sense that we start to question things. It's, it's a mm-hmm. why thing, but also like, is this too good to be true sometimes? Yeah. Right? I, I just had this really like crazy like outlook on life and I I just got tired of it I think and I wanted a change in my life and I felt like I was lost so I started researching this so I actually locked myself in my room for probably three days and I literally researched everything I could on this subject of mindfulness and compassion and empathy and on all these things that I knew nothing about and as crazy as this sounds like I didn't even know what it meant to be humble these are right. things I didn't, I was never taught. Like, like I said, like I didn't grow up with parental structure. So mm-hmm. I didn't grow up knowing how to do anything. Mm-hmm. I really had to teach myself everything. Mm-hmm. So these basic things that, and words that a lot of people would know mm-hmm. growing up, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I had to teach myself this. So I locked myself in a room. I didn't, I literally barely ate. I, I barely slept and mm-hmm. I just was so hungry to know about this. Mm-hmm. So after that, like kind of epiphany, I was like, you know what? I think there's more to life than just career and die and pay taxes. Right. And I was right. like, there has to be so much more. Career, die, and then pay your taxes. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Not just, that yeah. order. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully in the right <laughs> order. But I mean, pretty interesting. Yeah. You just write a check to the government after you I passed wish. away. That would Put in your will. When the government comes knocking on the door, here's a check. I wish. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was just like, there has to be so much more. And so I pretty much decided what am I good at and I was like you know what for a a long time after high school those first two years after high school because I was in college I kept telling myself for some reason I told myself I'm not creative Mm -hmm. I'm not creative Mm -hmm. oh I'm a creative writer but I'm not creative right and so those are so contradictory of themselves but and I also convinced myself that like I don't know that I wasn't into art and I wasn't into these things but all of those like art and all these things that I was really into on the inside 
um, were things that I was so into as a child. So I literally reflected back and I journaled right. and I reflected back. So, so hold on for a second. When did you start journaling? And I, I asked yeah. this curiously because a lot of people that I'm talking to, whether it's a VP of a company mm-hmm. or, you know, just someone starting up or finding success, uh, they always mention journaling of some kind. It, and it might not be every day. Uh, myself yeah. is probably like only when I'm feeling overwhelmed. I feel like I need to just purge my thoughts. Yeah. Um, when did you start that? And what did you notice after you started that? I started journaling when I was six. Six? Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, because I went through a lot of, like, trauma from a really young age. Right. Like, I, I saw things way too young, and it probably started when I was about, like, a year and a half, two right. years old. Right. So, like, I have a really vivid memory of my childhood, right, and right. I was kind of, I always grew up really mature. Mm-hmm. And I grew up kind of knowing too much. And my mom, actually... Um, she used to journal. Mm-hmm. So she taught me from a really young age. Gotcha. One thing she taught me was um, if you feel sad or right. if you feel mad, write it down. Right. Journal it. And so I got a journal at a really young age. powerful thing. And it, you know, part of it is in a way is that as a mother, it's like you shouldn't have to teach that to a kid. But in another way, it's like yeah. it's a wonderful coping mechanism. Yeah. Uh, and to have that ingrained and especially your mother to have taught that to you yeah. is kind of powerful as well. It is really cool. Right? So, yeah, that's kind of, that's where it really started. And, and I just journaled all that down and I reflected back at my childhood of who, who was I as a child before society shaped me. Right. So right. I, I, I looked back at what I used to do. I used to love to like, obviously as a kid, you love to color, you love mm. to, to build things, whatever that is. Right. But those pieces of you are actually still a part of you as an right. adult. And we right. just decide to suppress them right. at right. a certain age right. for whatever reason. Yeah. And also because of, you know, education and whatever. So I just went back and I kind of went through the motions of who I was and I, Put that into practice as an adult. Um, I want, I, and I have this tendency to go on different, different tangents. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the subject, 19, you have the epiphany. Yeah. Um, what do you start doing? So you, we talked about your thirst for knowledge. So you mm-hmm. just start reading just voraciously. Yeah. Taking up all that information. But where are you going? Like, what, what is your mind pointed toward? My mind at the time was pointed towards, I'm going to go... I, it still was pointed towards, I need to find something in school that I need to do, that I right. need to be passionate about. Right. Because I believed that one day I was going to be an entrepreneur. Right. But I didn't know what I was going to gotcha. do. So overall, you just decided at that point that you were going to be your own boss. Yeah. And that you were going to determine your destiny. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I knew that I didn't have the skills at the moment to make that happen in the moment. And right. I knew that I still had learning to do. Yeah. Because... I, I, which is different because a lot of people don't lack that maturity and it's like, no, I got all the skills. I'm 19. I still got all the skills. Yeah, no, and I didn't think that. I was, cut me a check. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think that. I was like, you know, I, I have so many skills to learn. And I think because like I'm very observant and I was always observant of like my aunts and uncles that were older than me who had really good professional careers. Right. And I was observant of how they spoke and how they acted and just certain things when I right, just, right. I was just observant of their behavior. Right. And so I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm not really there yet. So I think, um, I think I, I, I have some learning and I have some growing to do. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. I just, I didn't believe I was ready for that career yet. Right. But I knew that it was around the corner and I knew that I needed to do a lot of self-development before I could get there. Right, right. So I'll ask you cliff notes of like what you're doing now mm-hmm. and I want to work backward from there. Okay. So right now, 
what is and I I mean I know this it's like a rhetorical question but for the people that don't know yeah uh, what what is sort of your nine to five your your source of revenue that kind of keeps you living the life that you that you live yeah so okay I do a lot of things yeah <laughs> right, let's, let's list them here so my number one source of income is forex trading forex trading so yeah foreign exchange trading yeah forex so, trading for people that don't know what this means yeah what is this so uh forex trading is basically trading currencies mm. international currencies right. or oil or commodities or right. whatever so you may be trading it might be natural resources it might be just dollars yeah whether canadian us yen whatever it is exactly and just watching the market and trading that and just getting profit where you can exactly okay. i do do a little bit of stock trading but that's not like my main thing yes. I, i'm still learning about it i'm learning about futures and options as well yes but it's something i've taught myself and i've had like mentors and people you know obviously help me along the way i can't take all the credit but mm. Yeah, that's that's my main source. That's number one. What that's else? number one, and then I have a clothing uh, company. Mm-hmm. It's called La Laviche. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like my passion project. Yeah, that's like my real passion. But I also I just have such a big goal for it, and like it's it's been such a slow road to get it off the ground. But I'm okay with that right. because I know that like in a few years it's yeah. gonna be so powerful. So I'm making sure that everything is done properly right and i'm making sure that you know obviously minimal mistakes are made and i'm okay with it taking as much time as it needs to grow properly right, the right, right, right way right right um and then i also have a marketing company <laughs> yeah as if you're not doing enough already yeah okay so basically like obviously when learning how to like market myself because i used to do pageants right learning how to market myself and learning how to market my clothing line i picked up a lot of skills like um you know i picked up how to make logos i did everything myself Mm -hmm. how to make websites how to do basic coding Mm -hmm. all these like really small things and they're really great for marketing right right meanwhile flashback when i first moved to vancouver i used to be an assistant to a real estate agent and he um taught me how to make the basics of a website on a website builder. Right, right, right. He taught me how to run Google AdWords and all these different things. Right. And I've kind of... And at what age are you at this point when you're learning this stuff? I was like 19. So I was around, 19. around 19 is when you're actually working that position, procuring these skills. Yeah. Gotcha. And okay. so they kind of helped me later on in life. So pretty much I, I, as this clothing line was coming together, it was coming really slow. And I there were so many things I didn't know, obviously, right. like when you start any business. And so it was a slow track. So basically, I was like, hey, I got to do something else because mm-hmm. I need to get out of my nine to five. Mm-hmm. So then that's when I started the marketing company. Mm-hmm. And I. So that was the first endeavor on your own that you did, the marketing? Yeah. No, well, the clothing line was first. Oh, sorry. And line. as it was building, because it was becoming like. Because I imagine with clothing in any industry, it's hard to get into, it's very difficult, low yeah. margins. And maybe not a lot of sales in the first couple of years. Yeah. So, I well, mean, it's not really a source of income, I, I would say, but yeah. you're building it. Yeah. So, right, like right now, so basically, let me tell you what happened. So, obviously, when you first launch a product, everyone goes crazy over it at first. So, that's right. exactly what happened to me. So, I launched the winter of 2017, and everyone kind of went crazy, obviously, like friends and whatever, bought. And then I was kind of like, okay, now what? (laughs) Like, I was learning about all these different things that I didn't calculate, like, you know, taxes and tariffs and all these things. I obviously calculated. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. And and I had like something crazy happen to my inventory, basically got stuck at the border, whatever. And I had to pay like $700 to get it out, which I didn't budget that. And so I had to learn all these these things that I didn't know. And so in the meantime... I was kind of, and I was working a nine to five 
And uh, in the meantime, all as I can, I need something else that keeps my creative juices flowing mm -hmm. while I'm waiting for, you know, to sort my, basically sort my shit out mm -hmm. and um, like get things moving for myself. So that's when I started that. So then right. I started research even, researching even more, just different marketing methods and just pretty much everything social media that I could get my hands on. And, and that's where that's What started. was the gap between starting your clothing company and then starting the marketing company? Three, three months. Three months? Yeah. So you learned all those lessons in three months and you were just... Yeah, I was like, I pretty much, when I started my clothing line, so it was December 2017, very March, end of March, mm -hmm. that's when I started doing the marketing right and i'm i'm assuming this is you've you've left school at this point yeah you're just like i'm i have to do this for myself yeah i actually i left wow. school i took one year when i first moved here um, i was 19 to yeah. vancouver yeah. and um i was in school for one year and i dropped out like a few months before i could have graduated mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, like I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it anymore. And I had so much stuff going on in my personal life. And I also was living by myself. So I had to make money. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I, I got to work. Like there, I have no choice here. And so basically it took me about a year and a half of working nine to five, even sometimes working two or three jobs at a time, whether it's like serving at the same time, right. just like to get something going for myself. Right. And then finally, like what I what I dreamt of is I was like, okay, I really want a nine to five steady job where I don't need to think. Right. And it could be something so basic so that when I come home, I can work six to nine on mm -hmm. something I'm actually passionate about. Right, 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 right. So that was kind of my mentality. So that's exactly what I did. I went out, I found a stable one nine to five job that pays me enough to pay the bills. Right. I went, I was actually an online university for UFV. And um, I was creating my clothing line all at the same time. That's crazy. So that was my life for just under a year, like a semester and a bit. Right. Then I launched the clothing line and things were going good. But then I obviously all those, you know, hiccups came as they do. And then I was like, I need to start doing something else. So then I started... Um, doing my marketing right. and then before that i started getting into stocks and getting interested about that right years ago right, right, right. and i was slowly researching it and i never actually um took like the plunge to get I into feel like it every 20 something is interested in stocks and commodities at some point in their life yeah but not not few are capable of pulling that trigger only because people want to get rich quick of course that's the problem yeah. but that yeah. was never my mentality it's like yes weed stocks let me just buy a bunch of weed stocks. i literally you don't know how many dms i get of what weed stocks do you invest in right. and i'm like boy i don't know invest in weed stocks yeah. first of all yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> i mean but i mean this is this is the age we live in right yeah. everyone's looking for that how can i get that quick buck to change my life no one's making enough money that's the problem yeah so, yeah yeah i i really got heavily into it in december of 2017 actually right before i started my clothing line okay so it's uh you saw you started that or like you started researching yeah it, right? started started getting into it so clothing I, line was still number one yeah and then three months later you're looking at the marketing stuff but mm -hmm. all throughout that you're just learning about Stocks and commodities and that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Just slowly. Gotcha. So I went out in December and I got myself day trading for dummies. So like beside my bed. So literally the book, Day yeah. Trading for Dummies. Yeah. Wow. And I literally... Don't knock the Four Dummies series, clearly. No, I mean, you're seriously. To it. You're proof to it. Yes. Yeah. So in, oh, uh, day trading 
Canadian day trading for dummies. Wow. Because okay. like, there's a difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just went and got my, I got that book. I watched a billion YouTube tutorials. I followed everybody on Twitter that was like into stock trading. Right. Just so like when I'm checking up on my social media, it's still getting... And when when you're doing this, are you thinking in your mind, okay, this is going to be my source of income to fund my passion? Are you thinking that way? Totally. And in my mind, because my dreams are so big, I was like, you know, for what I need to do, I need several sources of income. Right. And I need several... I just... I need to be doing several different things that feed the different parts of like my own self and like make me feel... Because like as much. opposed to working three part-time jobs, you'd yeah. rather just work three times for yourself mm-hmm. and make just be liberated from that sort of nine to five than five to nine sort of thing, exactly. right? Exactly. I believe you either invest your time or you invest your money. Right. So wow. it's you either invest your time or your money. And I, I at the time, I was investing my time and my money, but I right. was making sure that I was kind of splitting that 50-50 between time and money. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of years, I invested all my time um into like things that were wasting my energy right and you know jobs that would replace me in a week or they just didn't see my creative abilities or they didn't utilize my abilities right right, so i i was just like you know enough is enough and i just i was like you know i kind of got to take charge of my life if i have all these goals i'm never gonna get to my goals yeah. with a nine-to-five job. Right, right. In I mean, any and corporate I, sense. And, and I empathize immensely with that, partly because I'm in some way, shape, or form trying to follow down that path as well, as well yeah. as people that are watching the video and listening to the podcast, um, as well as a, pun- a bunch of people that would empathize but not necessarily doing it because, you know, I talk to especially women your age as well, that are like, I have this situation, I am good at this, mm-hmm. I wish I could just go out and do this thing. Yeah. Um, what's your advice to, you know, a woman in your sort of scenario maybe that, you know, has a passion for something but is working that nine to five or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, what's your advice it's... to them to do this thing without being cliche? I hate to put that restriction no, on no, you. No, but... totally. No, it's really simple though. Work your nine to five job. Right. And make sure you spend, whether it's 10 minutes a day or an hour a day, but spend whatever time period that is every single day funding your passion. Yeah. And invest, again, invest your money wisely and invest your time wisely. Right. So you treat your money as a commodity itself. Yeah, it is. And and you invest that in yourself in the future yeah i remember making like 15 dollars an hour and thinking am i really worth 15 dollars an hour right like i'm like is my time really worth that like i can't believe that plus i'm getting taxed on top of that i'm pretty much making like 14 dollars an hour like that's wild yeah and like i I, it just was wild to me so that's my number one advice is just you know and i don't mean this in a patronizing way yeah it's gonna sound that way but to think of you at that age, around 1920, to be thinking in terms of investing my time and money, mm-hmm. um, I, I would argue it's beyond your years. Like, yeah. even, not even just talking for myself, but just most people in general at 1920 are not thinking that way. It's how can I make money because I need to make money to make my living or whatever yeah. it is. You need to stop thinking like that. That's broke people mentality, right. though. <laughs> I love it. Broke no, people mentality. That is totally like. People, like, basically a nine-to-five mentality, and that's the number one thing you got to do, is you got to switch up how you think. Right. Start reading, start growing. Yeah. But the reason people think like that, they think if I work really hard, I'm going to get paid more. Right. But that doesn't matter. No. Unless you're working for yourself. 
That's true. If I work really hard, I have control over my income. Right. So you need to start. I think the number one thing is, you know, an old guy told me this. This is gonna sound like a made-up story but i swear it's real but one time i love the best stories often (laughs) sound like completely made up this is gonna sound no way and now it's like pictures and receipts or it didn't happen but yeah go on on. so you know you know uh you know me so i like to do a lot of things alone yeah and uh, one day i went out for dinner by myself and um, I was sitting there and I was reading because I, I like to do that. I like to just like go to restaurants and like read or just be in like cool environments and just like read yeah. really yeah. weird. Yeah. And so this old guy actually comes up to me. This guy was like your typical, as I'm saying, it seems made up. This guy was probably about 70 years old mm. and he was doing the same thing. We're sitting at the bar and we're mm. at Brown Social House mm. and this guy is like, what are you reading? And um, I was reading Business for the 21st Century. Right. And he was like, I told him what I'm reading. He's like, oh, like, what's that about? He's just an old guy trying to make conversation. Yeah, probably yeah. lonely, right? Yeah. And um, I'm telling him what it's about. And he's like, so what's, he, out of nowhere, he asked me, so what's your goals? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I told him, and at the time, I think I was like 20, maybe almost 21. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm actually trying to figure that out right now. Like, I know what my goal is for my lifestyle, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. And he's like, that's, he said to me, you know, that's really amazing. He's like, you know what I always, my advice to always give to younger people Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. don't pick a job based on how much money you want to make. Right. Pick a career or pick a passion or pick a job, whatever that may be, based on the lifestyle you want lifestyle is different than career and it's different than how much money you're going to make mm-hmm. for example for myself the lifestyle that i envision myself having is uh like big emphasis on home life and family life mm-hmm. and i want to obviously i want a nice car and nice home and i want lots of money but i want more happiness right i right. want vacations and i want freedom right. to travel right. and freedom to do whatever i want to do mm-hmm. And so that's what I, when he said that, I just kind of thought that for a second and I was kind of like, that's so interesting. Like I need to, I need to think about what lifestyle I want because if I was just going to think about, you know, just careers and passions or whatever, you know, what if that doesn't align with my lifestyle? Mm -hmm. So that means I might need other sources of income or whatever it may be because everybody is different. And that seems to be like the pivotal advice that you received. Yeah. That really changed your outlook on how you approach things. Really interesting. And I think too, like something else I would say is I just decided to stop being scared. Right. I used to be... I like how you phrase it though. You decided to stop being scared. Yeah. So it was a very conscious effort. It was a very conscious effort. And how? Um, I used to be, I hate to oversimplify it, but yeah, like, no, no, that's, it's, it is very simple. I'm a really, I'm a really black and white person Okay. and I'm very, I'm either going to do something or I'm not going to do something. Right, right, right. Not everybody is blessed with that. Yeah. And that's naturally how I am. But I do you think, think it's possible for someone to learn that or yeah. to pick that trade up. Yeah. It's just self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Of I'm going to do something or I'm not. But most right. people are not like that. Right. But I've been kind of made to be like this. So I just decided what is... I Like I, like I journal everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing down in my journal, what is my goal? And I started writing it down. Mm-hmm. What is my dream life? And I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. 
how am I going to get there? Um, and I started writing down different scenarios. Right. And then I started writing down what is stopping me from getting from this point to that point. Right. And right. that's where I was connecting the dots and I realized, oh, I'm scared that my family is going to judge me. And I'm scared that... Um, you know, I'm going to fail. Yeah. I'm scared that I'm going to be, be broke. broke. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to die on the streets. Yeah. I'm going to be a failure. Yeah. Because I don't depend on anybody. I live by Which myself. Which is literally, and again, regular people, but also especially brown people, anxiety yeah. through the roof is just that you're going to let everything down. It's a house of cards that comes crumbling down. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to shame my family. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I just was like, you know what? Like, Say it. I want you to say the words. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. Like, yes. Just, Thank you. I was just like, I was like, if if it happens, and that's what's meant to be. Yeah. I started trusting a lot, like I was saying earlier when I was talking about meditation and mindfulness and all that stuff that I used to be into, which I still am. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say used to. Uh, I started realizing that everything is happening for me for a reason even those bad memories and bad traumas that have happened are yeah. for purpose. Right. And so I started realizing that... Almost like a catalyst and treating them as, you know, life lessons. Yeah. And I also started thinking that even that... Let's bring that down to a thought level. Right. Certain thoughts are coming into my head because of the reality shaped around me. Right, right Which right. has been, in a sense, like a timeline of things that have happened. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I'm thinking something... Um, over and over and over again. It's for a reason. I need to follow that. Right. So that's pretty much where I went with that. So I started thinking, what's stopping me? I'm fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's right. let's just try. Let's right. just try. What's right. what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? I'm right. gonna embarrass my name yeah. because I failed on an entrepreneurial project. Right. Right. Whatever. I'll fail. And then a big thing that I decided to, if I'm gonna say like fuck it, I'm not fearing anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm also not gonna give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how bad I want to just give up, I'm not. Yeah. And you realize the failures are not that bad. Yeah. And often you'll actually pick up lessons from that. You're like, oh, wait, what if I just do it this way? Exactly. Or if I tweak this thing. Or you know what? Maybe that wasn't good. I should have went with my original idea or whatever it may exactly. be. Exactly. Wow. Just decide. I'm not going to give up. Yeah. And... I just like, yeah, I just, I just stopped believing in failures. I look back on my life and, you know, even the really bad things that have happened. And, mm. you know, I used to think that those were awful things that happened and, you know, they changed my life for the worst and mm. they made me a bad person or whatever. Mm. They mm. scarred me. But then I started realizing, you know, I started looking at them different. I mm. changed my perspective on them. Right, and right. in total, I changed my perspective on failure right. and on, you know, like kind of how the world works in that sense. Right, 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 right. So where I left off was I, I want to transition and talk about image and self confidence that kind of thing because on, on that kind of thing um, <laughs> because on top of all the things that you do, you also model on Instagram. You were as you mentioned before uh, in pageants and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you also have your I guess it would be your personal account where it's yeah. all about health, fitness, uh, and you know glamour, yeah. right? Um, how did you get to that? Because I would just venture to guess that, uh, being a woman, uh, being on Instagram, putting your face out there, putting your body out there, uh, it attracts different kinds of attention, mm-hmm. and different kinds of criticism, feedback, compliments, but also the ugly side of that yeah. thing. Um, but what made you think, you know what, I'm going to go and do this. Yeah. Um, I think I am lucky enough again 
to naturally have I've I've honestly always been pretty confident right in myself like I think because I was like I said my grandma had always pumped me up right no matter what anybody said to me and I no matter how much I was bullied or mm -hmm. whatever I I still like believed in myself because mm -hmm. of her so when it comes to self-confidence I think I didn't have true confidence. There's that outer self-confidence, right, right, right. but that then there's that inner self-confidence. Like it starts from within and then exudes out. Exactly, right? and yeah. I think that in a sense that there's like that materialistic ego self-confidence, which mm -hmm. is fake, and then there's that real true inner self Which really I would argue is insecurity. Yeah, right? it totally is, but to the exterior world, it looks like you're super self-confident. Right, right, right. right. Um, so I think I definitely naturally was always I'm definitely an introvert and extrovert. Mm -hmm. So naturally as a kid though, I was way more extroverted. Right, right, right. And I was always okay with putting myself out there. And so even as like a teenager, I was okay with putting myself out there. Right. Um, I was always naturally really creative. I was always really good with my hair and my makeup. I've been making clothes since I was probably five years old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think when... Uh, I used to have a different social media account right? and I, I didn't really know what my purpose was on that. Mm -hmm. And like I had more followers than I had now. And, um, but the thing is it didn't have real meaning to it. And mm -hmm. so I took like a really long break from social media mm -hmm. again in finding my passion and finding my, you know, myself. That's when I took that break and I decided that I wasn't going to come back on until I like had a purpose because right. I know that naturally I'm, Obviously, uh, like I, I get the likes, and so if people are attracted towards liking my stuff, I think that even if I had a thousand followers or a million followers, mm. uh, people are looking, and and you need to have purpose with that. Mm. And if you're gonna have purpose, it should be something positive. Please. So that's what really motivated motivated you to shift in that direction. Yeah, and that purpose is above everything else. Yeah. So, of course... Like, is that what helps you to deal with... And again, I'm guessing, and you can mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, that you might get strange shit that just shows up in your DMs. Totally. Um, so weird. And I admire the fact that you... I mean, part of it is I admire the fact that you don't even allude to it or hint at it in your profile. Like, no. anyone looking at your account would just have, would not even guess that you get that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and part of it is also, like, why not call them out? So, like... Yeah. How do you deal with vitriol, like hate, uh, just weird shit that's aimed at you on social media? So I learned, which is, I can't say that I'm a perfect human being, right. but I've learned and I'm still learning not to allow other people's energy to affect me. And I've also learned um, people are only as good as they're educated to be, and you only know what you know. And, wow. Um, and, and you can't change that in somebody else. And so you can't let that person's frequency and what level they're at um, to affect the level you're at. But some would argue, and again, you know, some people would argue, like, no, it's your responsibility mm -hmm. to call those people out because that's how we move society forward. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? So I'm totally a vocal person and, you know, I totally had have been called like a drama starter yeah. in the past because I don't allow bullying right. on my Instagram or my friend's Instagrams. Right. If I see somebody doing something like that. But I, the key is to be super 
super compassionate mm -hmm. and super intellectual with your reply. Right. Do not go throwing swords with somebody. Right. You kill them with your kindness and you kill them with your words. Right. And that's how I approach things now. Mm -hmm. And I also think I, I take a little bit of time to think, is this even worth giving my energy to? Right. Like, right. if it's something completely ridiculous, I'm not going to give my energy to it at all. Right. Right. But if it's something um, that needs, that attention needs to be brought to that, mm -hmm. I will definitely call that person out. But I, I don't think I'd go out of my way. Right. And I, and I admire that, hearing that from you and like witnessing it from your profile as well. Um, because, you know, I have friends that they'll get stuff that I just don't even want to say out loud. Um, and they'll just call the person out. Hey, yeah. check out this weirdo. Here's his account. Yeah. And then there's like just a mob that attacks that yeah. person, calls him out. And then there's your take on it. Yeah. Right? Like at the end of the day, like let's say some like somebody behind a computer, let's say they're saying something rude. You don't know like who's actually behind that computer. Right. You don't know if that person hasn't had any other human interaction with them in the last two weeks and they have absolutely nobody to talk to mm -hmm. and they're completely lonely and lost in their life mm -hmm. you don't know who that person is mm -hmm. so if you the least you can do is treat that person with that in mind and with compassion in mind mm -hmm. and and you know try and try and get down to them to like a psychological level that's mm -hmm. why i say mm -hmm. like reply with intelligence and reply with compassion mm -hmm. you can't lose and you know i i ask you these questions but i also you know, my personal opinion is I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my sort of criticism that I face as a man is probably nowhere near the level <laughs> or the clout that you're getting. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, my example is I'll put out a video talking about a camera mm -hmm. and someone will say, oh, you're out of focus, blah, 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 this, yeah. that, the other. And my instant response is, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. I appreciate you checking out the video. I hope you follow the next one. Yeah. Like, that's my automatic response. I've gotten a lot of hate recently. And I got it actually pretty, yeah, like at the beginning of September. And um, I got it actually from some of the closest people to me. Interesting. And like from my family, um, not really my friends, but my mm -hmm. family and people who used to be my friends. Mm -hmm. um, and so I felt like though that it was because, you know, obviously I'm starting to get out there and like people see me doing certain things and they either want to be a part of it yeah. or they want it or they envy it. Right. But it's only because they don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they don't understand the hard work that's behind everything. No, no. And so I got actually a lot of hate about it. And even though I'm preaching all these things, um, it's a lot harder to put them into practice. But I, I do consciously try and put them into practice. Yeah. So I got a lot of hate and it was actually like several different sources and I got it all in one day. Wow. And so I sat on this couch and I literally cried right. and I was just like my, all my energy. And I appreciate your humility to admit that as well because yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay to release in that way. Yeah. Right. I just like, like my energy was so down, right. but I knew I was like, I can't let this affect me. I can't let this affect me. Yeah. Other people, I kept repeating to myself, other people's energy cannot affect me. So that's what kind of kept you moving. That was sort of your like singular vision to kind yeah. of get out of that rut. Yeah, because I was thinking in my head, like, you know, obviously I'm not a celebrity, mm -hmm. but what if I was, for example, and I see for like a lot of our favorite celebrities, you go on their Instagram and there's literally 3,000 hate comments. Yeah. And I thought, how the heck can they deal with that? Yeah. 
because I get a few and all I'm out here crying yeah, yeah. and I'm sure that they do the same thing. Right. But I think the more they must you, have their own coping mechanisms too. Totally. Right? Yeah. And I, I think like the more you, like I said, the more you understand just like where people come from mm-hmm. and where people, yeah, where people are in their life and just understanding just people in general it mm. makes you just understand yourself more mm. Mm. so i just i just had to let it go yeah, yeah, yeah. i i i vented about it i journaled about it i meditated on it yeah. and i was like you know i told my cousin i'm gonna tell you the one thing that happened yeah. i'm gonna let it all out and then we're never gonna speak of it again right burnt some sage done that was done just you know and i empathize with a lot of it because you know it, you know it's like again i don't want to draw too many illusions because obviously our lifestyles are different yeah um but for me you know the way i get out of it because you know i'll have probably some burnt bridges mm-hmm. um i've had sacrifice time with friends and you know it's, there's no negativity of it it's just yeah. that you sacrifice a lot of this time and all that kind of stuff not to mention being a young parent mm-hmm. um it's it's you sacrifice family time too for this thing but for me it was always totally. that purpose of and, you know, the, the reason by why we're creating this channel and all, having this conversation is creativity shared. That singular purpose that if I could use the resources I have, mm-hmm. um, the hard work that's culminated into this luck mm-hmm. um, to inspire others to go and do things. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, put others in the spotlight to share their story yeah. that it might inspire even just one other person to go and what I always say, make dope shit, yeah. <laughs> like to do something. That's the singular thing that gets me motivated. That no matter how I tired I am how exhausted I am, or what kind of hate I'm getting, or yeah. whatever it is, it's like, I'm sorry, but this purpose is the most important thing for me right now, yeah. and excuse me while I go on that journey, Yeah. right? So, you know, hearing you talk about it in your way, yeah. and how it's through your lens, um, I, you see the similarities there. Totally. Right? I get so, my energy is way more affected, actually, by the positivity, Yeah. and not just, like, the regular comments of complimenting me on how I look. Yeah. I mean, when someone goes out of their way to DM me and say, like, you really affected my life in this way or this really changed my life or those comments stick with me those dms stick. it's almost like a thousand fold versus the hate that you get exactly and you know what people are people people are evil people are literally so mean and like i said earlier with you know stop fearing Mm -hmm. and you know just not giving up on it Mm -hmm. that's part of the process too yeah i want to ask you so uh almost like to summarize the sort of discussion that we're having uh, part of it is that uh, imagine that there's the either 16 or 26 or 36 or 46 uh, year old woman um, mm-hmm. that is like, I want to do makeup on Instagram. I want to talk about foreign exchange on, on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it may be, but just in mm-hmm. some way put themselves out there, yeah. but they just can't uh, bring themselves to start doing it. Yeah. You're talking to them now. What are you telling them? I think the number one key is to zero in and have tunnel vision on one specific thing that you really want to do. Mm -hmm. You can't make a plan of... You can say, oh, I want to do makeup on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But but what's your plan? Like, you have to figure out... Like why beyond am I, that. Yeah, beyond that. Oh, sorry, why, that. Why yeah. do you want to do that? Right. And I think finding not only motivation in why, finding out moti- finding motivation in who you're doing it for. Yeah. And don't do it for just yourself because if you do it for just yourself, you will never do it right. Do it for, you either have to have, 
a family member, you want to see your mom and dad retire, you have a kid, whatever that is, do it for them as well. That's really interesting and I, I respect that too because most of the time that it's like, hey, do what you love, do what makes you happy. Yeah. But you're saying that's not enough. Yeah, that's not enough because you, you will give up because yeah. eventually you're going to get tired and you're going to get unmotivated like we all do. Yeah. And you're going to go through a cycle. But if you have something external motivating you yeah. and if you have nobody, yeah. I say create a vision board. Do it for that future self and keep that I'm glad you answered goal. the question before I even asked it because yeah. you know that's, there's some people out there that just feel like they have no one mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that's that's what I would say do it for your future self for me like my main thing is is my future self mm-hmm. my now self and there's also like I want to even the people who have done me wrong I want to be able to take care of them really yeah because I I just like like I, I know everything I'm gonna become mm-hmm. and I know who I am now and I might be going through a process or whatever that may be, but eventually, like, that's another motivation of mine. It's, it's I want to be able to take care of the people who weren't even able to take care of me when right. I needed them. Right. Um, and I, and I don't want to do a hard stop or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I'll transition over to the next part. So thank you for that insight, because I, I think it's really important for people to hear that um, and not hear it from me. Um, where, you know, I'm talking to people all the time, and I think it's important... Again, creativity shared, talking to other creatives mm-hmm. and have them tell their story, right? Their upbringing and then the lessons learned and that kind of stuff. So thank yeah. you for that. Um, I want to talk about the whole modeling thing and sort of talk about how we met and all that kind of stuff and your thought process behind it. So okay. I'll give some context for the people that are uh, watching this or listening to this. Um, you know, we run a photography company. We started in concerts. We do weddings. We did events, corporate gigs, that kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, for me, as, you know, I get older uh, and just looking at, like, what am I leaving behind? Mm-hmm. I want to start creating, again, art uh, that's more for me, yeah. right? Um, and in my way, approaching it pragmatically is let me do the shoots to fund the business, to keep it self-sufficient, mm-hmm. and then use the resources I have to just make content for others. Yeah. Um, that is to say, if there is an athlete or a model, whatever it is, mm-hmm. how can I help them with the resources I have? Uh, zero charge. Uh, in some ways, mutually beneficial. But also in my mind, I'm thinking I got to give them more than I'm getting. Yeah. Like that's my goal that's personally. Cool, yeah. Um, and that's why I go on, I go on Instagram and I'm just searching people in the area. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in Toronto, if I'm in New York, if I'm in Vancouver, yeah. I'm like, who, where are the cool creatives doing things? And when I look at it to give context, it's not enough just to be a pretty face on Instagram. Yeah. For me, it's like, what's your story? What's your purpose? I agree. Um, like you're, if you're just a pretty face on Instagram, guy or girl, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be just a woman. Um, I, personally, I find that boring. Um, yeah. I'm not saying they are boring. I, no, I just find I, I it. I get it. So I'm searching, I'm searching, I'm searching, and usually what I'll do is I'll find a person, I'll message them. Yeah. Give some time, message another person. Yeah. And kind of go through until someone responds and then say, hey, do you want to do this project together? Mm-hmm. So that's the context. Um, I messaged you because when I came to your profile, it's like, oh, there's a bunch of pictures. I also believe in this. Here are my stories. Oh, I have a fashion uh, you know, account. I also mm-hmm. have my marketing thing. And I'm like, this person is dope. <laughs> I didn't know your age at the time yeah. because, you know, I'm just looking at your stuff and you carry yourself. It's not that you look older, but you, your your content shows that you're more mature, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way of saying it. So I'm like, holy crap, like you're doing all this stuff and not to mention living a pretty, what people would say, a glamorous lifestyle as well. Yeah. And it just piqued my curiosity. Like, okay, how are you modeling? 
How are you running a fashion line? How are you, you know, running a marketing company? Mm. Oh, and by the way, you're traveling to New York to drop, yeah. you know, five grand onto a shopping yeah. spree. And like, which is for yourself. Yeah. And like, listen, more power to you to do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it piqued my interest. So I messaged you. And then you respond. You're like, and I'm like, I'm like, here, this is my account. This is what I do. By yeah. the way, um, I know this is totally weird, but this mm-hmm. is what I'd like to create with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you responded back very friendly. And you're like, yeah, sounds dope. Let me know. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, that was a little too easy. Like, <laughs> you know, I know what I can do, but yeah. usually I'm, I have to sell it a bit more. Yeah. Right. Because again, a complete stranger messaging you saying, Hey, I'm going to give you a free photo shoot. Yeah. Um, we're going to create videos together. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we might want to do a podcast and an interview. I would be a little suspicious. Yeah. So what ran through your mind? When you got those DMs. So I read it and then I read it to like a few friends. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of like, oh, like this sounds kind of cool. Obviously, I went through your pages and yeah. I was like, oh, this kind of, like, this camera is really good. Like yeah. all the lighting and stuff and yeah. just like the edits. I was like, it's pretty cool. Like this sounds fun. And then also too, like I'm all about the, I'm all about connecting with people. Right. So like you just, you never know who you're going to connect with. And I've had tons of photo shoots mm-hmm. where um, like I'm collabing with makeup artists and mm-hmm. other people and like we just don't, we're not on the same frequency. Right, right. But it is always just good to like connect with people and yeah. just, I don't know, I just... Because you never know where the next great opportunity is going to be. You don't know. And so I definitely do pick and choose my work. Right. I totally do. And in general, like I... So I'm glad I made the cut. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I never do, I in general, I never do like unpaid photo shoots. Right. Unless, obviously, I know that it's going to benefit me. And, and I, I love I love that idea because there's a huge swath of people that I will never work for free. Mm-hmm. I need to be paid for my work. Mm-hmm. This, that, and the other. That's fantastic. Yeah. Great. But good luck to you because there's a, there's a, a more powerful minority of people mm-hmm. that are willing to do whatever it takes to build bridges, to mm-hmm. meet new people, to give more than to receive. Yeah. Um, that are okay to put aside the monetary yeah. uh, gain yeah. for the experience and the relationships. Mm-hmm. And totally, if it was like a photo shoot or something like that where it would have no use to my content on my page. Yeah. And like, I don't know, even content on Instagram, for example, it takes lots of time. I have to get dressed. Um, mm-hmm. That outfit costs money. My makeup mm-hmm. costs cost me time or if I get it done whatever that is it's never free yeah it's It's never never it's never free so if I'm actually going out to do a photo shoot and I'm doing it for free and the content is something I can actually post on my Instagram Mm -hmm. technically that's just saved me time on editing right saved me time on just just a bunch of stuff right plus you never know who you're gonna meet and who you're gonna be inspired by Mm -hmm. again your natural I guess your value Mm -hmm. to network with people that's sort of one of the tenants that you had to be willing to say yes. Yeah. Um, you got a DM from me and you gave the, I guess, the board of directors, your friends. Yeah. Does this work? Does this seem kosher? Yeah. And then you check out the content. You're like, okay, this is actually cool. Yeah. Um, and then that's what allowed you to say, yeah, I'm good. Let's go and let's, yeah. let's do this, right? Um, is that sort of advice you'd give to other people? Like that's a vetting process? Like, well, I, it seems a little too simple. It, it, it sounds too simple like that. But for example, like if a photographer was, uh, tons of photographers reach out to me on a daily basis. 
a lot of photographers, their content is like, let's say, like naked girls. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Automatic no. Yeah, you just take a look at the profile and like, okay, yeah, this is not the content that I'm looking exactly. for. Exactly. So right. if we're not on the same process, then it's not going to happen. Also, too, a lot of creatives will reach out to you and then it just never happens. Right. So if you, like, you have to say yes and like... If you do say yes and they do pass that vetting process of is this content relatable yeah. to myself and does this seem legit, then it's like, is this actually going to come through? Mm-hmm. Is this going to, are both parties, including myself, willing to put in the effort to make it happen? Right, right, And right. if so, it's clear that both parties are in it for the same intention. Right, 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 right. And that's for the creative process. Awesome. So. I'm going to double check that this is important. I just have I'm fielded self doubt. There you go. It is recording. <laughs> so I'm glad I got the context, and again, glad that I got the seal of approval from you. Mm-hmm. Um, when we work together, um, and I'll give you my take on it because I want to hear your take on it as well. Yeah, so, for I'm example, interested. we met two months ago, uh, and my idea is like, okay, this person's dope, making cool content. Um, I just will happen to be the city. Mm-hmm. If we can meet up and do like three looks in three hours, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Uh, but what I would like to do is give you even more value. And mm-hmm. I told you, listen, we're going to make your timeline pop a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not that it wasn't already, but I'm just saying yeah, more content for you. Yeah. Uh, but also we will follow it up with video content and interview and really make some engaging stuff that you can showcase your, you know, all your other skills. Because I, I think it's important to show that as well. Yeah. Right. Not just the face, whatever it is. Um, but we go do the photo shoot. We take about 1,245 pictures mm-hmm. and I send you, and this is something I want to get your opinion on is because I send you about 10. Yeah. Right. Um, for me, it's because I'm just so hypercritical of the work. No, but that's even, that's honestly normal. Okay. So that's what I want to know. What, yeah. What's your perspective when someone comes in, does a photo shoot with you, reaches out to you to collab, yeah. um, taking, you know, hundreds, over a thousand pictures, yeah. and then you get back, you know, a handful. No, but they were some of my favorite photos. That's the thing. You don't have to lie to me. No, just I'm actually it. being serious. Even, like, right. the looks and just, like, so I do, like I said, I've done so many photo shoots where I'm, at the end of the photo shoot, I'm uninspired. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why the fuck did I do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why am I here right now? Yeah, this was yeah. a waste of my time. And... Like, I, I don't even know how to explain. Like, it's just like empty feeling. Like, oh, like mm-hmm. this, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Whereas in our photo shoot, I felt like the poses were cool. The direction was cool. All the lighting people were cool. Mm-hmm. And just the conversation was, like, awesome. And, and everyone was, like, inspiring. And every, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I gained so much more value other than just, like, the photos. Yeah. But, too, the photos were, like, some of my favorite photos. Like, I love black and white, by the way. Like, like I said, my favorite movie is Casablanca. Yeah. And that's a black and white movie. If I had known that even beforehand, yeah. uh, you'd probably would have seen a lot of more looks that way. But Yeah. Like, I love, like, just that, I love that, like, romantic feeling right. in photos. Right, 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 right. So, that's why I really love them. And just, it was just different. And so, awesome. I, I just think that was my value from the shoot. Thank you very much, because as we're talking about this, the pictures will come up. If you're listening to the podcast, you're not going to see the picture, so go to the YouTube channel and see it. But, you know, for me, when I'm reaching out to people, I'm looking at their timeline to see, you know, the whole whole story. Mm -hmm. But also the challenge for myself is I want to create something different for you. Like, I want to do things that I don't see in your profile, like that would stand out. You know, part of it is selfish of like, you know, ego driven in that, can I do something that you've never done before? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then part of it is, 
value. Like, can I give you value in that way? Yeah. And you know, when I'm going through a profile, I'm like, uh, it seems very poised. Mm -hmm. It seems very like control and that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. can we get you to laugh genuinely? I remember thinking this too. Like, can I get a genuine laugh out of her? Yeah. Uh, That doesn't seem faked in a way. Um, And then I saw him like, you know, there's a lot of this fashion and that kind of stuff, but it it doesn't seem to represent in the posing and stuff like that. Cause, yeah. So can we do something a little bit more chic and more like, we talked about, you know, New York fashion yeah. versus like LA fashion and that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, going in the middle of the night with just like a fur coat and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, one, thank you for the compliments <laughs> because, you know, as an artist, as you, as a creator as well, you'd probably say you're always terrified of the stuff before you put it out. Yeah. And totally. then you're always just like self-doubt, self-doubt, self-hate, self-hate. <laughs> and then you hit publish and then one person hits like, and you're like, oh, thank God. Thank All right, God. I mean, thank God. You one person that gave me a thumbs up. I appreciate you. Uh, but, I mean, that's what it is to be a creative. Totally. And then here's the other thing, and I'm sure you feel the same way too, is I'll publish pictures mm-hmm. and just just hate them. Like, I'm just like, okay, I got to I gotta me make too, some... archive. <laughs> yeah, just archive later. Yeah. Like, we go, we go through, and like, it's nothing on you. It's just me. Yeah. Like, we did the, you know, 1,200 pictures, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, after so much time of looking at them, and just like... God, I got to go and make something even better now. Yeah. You know, thinking about the next thing. So I want to get your take on this. That's my take, and I hate to ramble that long. But yeah. when you're putting out content, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure you face it where you're just like, God, I hate this. But you've, you've already put it out there. Yeah. Um, how do you channel that into positive energy to create something, to continue to create something? Because, you know, people might face this yeah. and stop creating. Yeah. Right? How do you keep creating? I think for me, I just, I, what I do like to see in myself is I go through my timeline and I can see like, in a sense, my evolution. Like you can totally see that. Right. And I even like going to like my favorite creators pages that are like huge and seeing their evolution. Right. And so I think for myself, like. Almost like when you feel that feeling, just go back and just like almost pay homage to the way that you, the path that you exactly. already came along. Exactly. Like, do you remember when we all used to use the Valencia, like, <laughs> Instagram filter and everything yeah. was super oh, yeah. orange oh, and yeah. blue? And the weird borders <laughs> yeah, on Instagram yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I won't lie. I'm not going to hide the fact. so far. <laughs> I'm not going to hide the fact that I go back and I've deleted some pictures. Yeah, I've deleted. Just I'm critical. I'm glad. Edit. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that yeah. I have a different Instagram than when I originally started Instagram because that Instagram was so embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so embarrassing. I had that same Instagram since I was, like, in grade 11. Yeah. So, but, anywho, so... Um, For the young guy or girl that it might, you know, feel that same feeling of creating something. Yeah. And it's just because you've just spent so much time on it. And yeah. plus, you're so close to it that you're just self-doubt and yeah. self-hate. And those start to sink in. What is your advice to that young guy or girl to just make the next one? Just work on the Yeah, next just one. keep it going. Just keep it pushing. Keep it flowing. Yeah. And, um... How do you don't, deal with that emotion? Don't base your don't base your creative value on other people's opinions. There's gotcha. there's all the greatest creators of our time and before our time even were faced with so much doubt from other people. Mm-hmm. Um so much hate from other people. Most of, you know, famous painters, Picasso, Monet, they weren't even loved until they were dead. Mm-hmm. And so think of it in that sense. Mm-hmm. Find some people that you can right. find inspiration that may not be the most liked people. Right. Um, or uh, who knows, maybe they are. But find those people that can inspire you to just keep it going. Like right. I said, you got to find things that inspire you other than just yourself. Right, right, right. Because you'll just give up. 
That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at creating the next thing, whatever mm -hmm. it is, where do you begin? So for example, and I, 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 I don't mean to ask the same question over and over yeah. again. I want to tweak it a little bit, but you know, someone might create something, put it out there, mm -hmm. uh, get some self-doubt. Now you're just telling them, listen, these are the ways that you can create the next thing. Mm -hmm. Where do you start that journey? I think too, a thing to mention is definitely some people and even myself, I can get discouraged because I feel like my content doesn't look like other people's content. Yeah. But that's the key. You don't want to look like other people's content because if somebody was coming to your page so it looks like somebody else's, right. then they could just follow somebody else. Right. So it's okay if your stuff doesn't look like everybody else's. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Just keep it going. Um, when I personally am creating something new, personally, I like to stick with a theme. And so I like to try... For my own page, I like to try different looks, different fashion. Gotcha. So right now, like, for example, the things that I'm coming up with is I'm trying to completely change my style right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool because I haven't really posted anything in like two weeks now, mm -hmm. almost three weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited, though, because what I'm going to come out with is just so different. Mm -hmm. So you actually take the time to almost leave the platform, yeah. procure the vision, the yeah. look, and then come back with another strategy. Yeah. Almost like seasonal, seasonality to your timeline. Yeah. Cause, and normally I don't do that. Normally I, I post every every day and I yeah. never take more than three day break. Right. And this time, you know, it's really nice to just take a break and, and reflect back. And also too, like I have more important stuff than right. Instagram when right. it comes to creativity. Right. Like I, and I think that's also important is finding creativity in real life. And I'm glad you say that because, you know, for me, and this is some of the things that when I'm either mentoring or just consulting or whatever it may be, whether it's free or paid, mm -hmm. I tell people is that yeah, content is important, but so is your mental health. And yeah. so is the overall purpose of everything, right? Yeah. Especially if you're a young Get person. Get your bills paid. Exactly. <laughs> so for me, it's like, yeah, it's nice to post on Instagram, but it's in waves. Like yeah. I try to line it up with a video coming out or maybe a photo shoot mm -hmm. and then I might spend a week like here's six pictures and then radio silence for a few days. Yeah. Get the next thing ready. So it's all like this conscious effort and everything ties together in a way. Totally. Yeah. And you know what? For this time, I'm okay. Like I've lost so many followers mm -hmm. and I've lost um, so many like views. Right. Um. But I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay because I know, like, I'm just trusting in myself. Right. I know that what I'm about to come with, come out with is going to take a little bit extra time yeah. and extra effort. Yeah. And also, too, I want to make sure, like, because um, making money for me honestly comes first. Right. And so, for me, I... I mean, that's, the, that's, the, that's what supports everything else. Exactly. Right? So, right. for me, it's like, I want to make sure that my finances are okay. Mm -hmm. My businesses are where I want them to be because if I'm not happy in one department of my life, mm -hmm. but I'm projecting happiness out, that's a great thing, but that's not real life. And that's one thing I really want to keep true to me is keeping it real. Mm -hmm. And so like, I want to project that I'm happy, but let's say I'm not really happy. Right. And so the things that make me most upset are obviously when things don't go right in my business or, you know, just there's these little hiccups what I like to call inconveniences right, in life. Right. And so when inconveniences come up, like I get really down. Right. And so, um, like I know that my content coming out, uh, I want it to be true and I, I want to be in a good place and I want everything, all those different departments in my life to be a, at a good place. So I want that to be like projected in my, in my creativity and in my social media 
And I want that to be actually true in real life. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's a lot of great information. We talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, I also want to talk about some fun stuff on top of this, uh, such as your, you're a bit of a sneakerhead. Yeah. So for me, I love sneaker culture. Me too. I will never invest that much in it because also I have a young son. Yeah. Um, but, you know, every now and then I might treat we'll myself. Get him started young. Oh, he gets all the nice sneakers. Oh, he gets all the nice ones. Like he had, Jor- he had Jordans before he was born. So... <laughs> It's not It's not a good path we've led him on. Um, give me your top five, or maybe even top three. I mean, maybe five is too much, but let's start yeah. with top three. Sneakers right now. Oh. Okay. And it's, it's a hard question, so take your time, but your top three sneakers right now. Does it have to be, like, brand? Does it have to be... I would like specific low. line. I like, specific yeah, specific like, line. from right now, I just ordered... Uh, the Yeezy Triple White. I am so excited for that because it'd be my first pair. Because I couldn't justify buying it any there, anything other than retail. Mm-hmm. So I finally got it. Okay, I'm obsessed with Yeezys. Okay. So, so you're bought into the whole Yeezy. Yeah, I am okay. obsessed. Fifty percent of the people are judging you, and fifty percent of the people yeah. are like, "Yes." I don't care if they're okay. judging me because yeah. I love all brands. Yeah. We spent sixty minutes talking about how to deal with that people anyway. Yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Um, no, I love Yeezys. Um, Which colorway right now is? I'm okay. So I got the triple whites. Okay. Um, I didn't buy the butters because I didn't like. I don't know. I just felt like they were too yellow. Yeah. Like they weren't yeah. as I expected. Mm-hmm. Like they were too yellow. People had that had them in person mm-hmm. said they looked better in person. I didn't want to roll the dice. Um, I thought they looked worse in person. I oh think. yeah. Yeah. So you got the easy triple whites. That's like number one yeah, on the list right now. Okay. I like those, and I like okay. So I like the three fifties. Okay. Um, I like the five hundreds, but I really like the seven hundreds. Really. Really like them. I'm down. I have to disagree with you I in terms of my. I love funky colors. Okay. I love funky colors. I like, I like... We're talking about the Wave Runner, right? Yeah, so I love funky stuff. Like, I like funky stuff. There's funky, and then there's like, what the funk? Like, that is just... <laughs> like, right now, like, the brands I'm really into... We're testing our friendship right here, because I, have, I, I, I don't know what to believe right the now. The brands I'm really into are really weird right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into, like, off-white... Do you know what? Yeah, of yeah. course. So, of course. And you know how their stuff is funky? Yes. It's unconventional? Yeah, but Off-White is an unconventional, but also stylistic. In yeah. A way. Like Virgil, he does things that are like counterculture, rebellion, yeah. um, and fashionable. Like yeah. the the, um, the Yancey Jordans that he did Off-Whites. Like that colorway with that style. Yeah. And then he paired it, I think he went to the Met Gala and paired it with yep. the suit. Um, Sick. I, like, that's amazing. Yeah. But I, I look at the Wave Runners, I look at the Yeezys, the, those... I monstrosity like in my opinion i'm like no but the trip the triple whites are like i really like them um my all-time i, I hate to go off topic i hope to, uh, but yeah of the off-white 10 series that he did yeah. with nike what's yeah. your favorite um which ones did i get because for me it's the prestos i love the presto of of the 10 the Presto yeah. is the one that i like they're but, super clean yeah hmm, do i agree with you <laughs> you don't have to no, I think we agree with you. Yeah? White yeah. or black? White. Oh, black. Um, right. At least we have that. Thing. I love I love white shoes, though. That's gotcha. just my own bias. Gotcha. Because like, I, they go with everything. When you're a girl. Oh, I prefer black shoes as much mm-hmm. as possible. I will get one that's, like, ridiculously colored. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier. I, I have feel like the... that makes sense if you're a guy, though. Yeah. I got I got the yellow Kyries that match this. Yeah. Um, 
but the triple whites are probably the whitest sneaker I've ever, ever seen while. in your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. As the name would describe. Yeah. Uh, I haven't so, okay. even worn mine yet. Oh, I can't wait. I, I uh, want to start collecting shoes to the point where I don't wear them. Is... See, this is what I don't understand. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, I'm of the vein of like buy the sneaker, wear it, look good, and then when it's done, you know, Buddhist mentality, just let it go of the material thing and just get the next sneaker. Okay, so I. What's up with these sneakerheads that are buying these things? I'm not wearing them. I I, I just like to uh, admire them, like pieces of art, like oh, art you'd put on oh your wall. Oh my goodness! I've already know that. Like I appreciate it, <laughs> but also part of me, like I don't know, maybe this is dad mentality. Like yeah. just put the damn sneaker. On. Yeah, like I think maybe on the like indoors, like yeah. it's not even about like the value of the shoe or I've anything. I've talked to some guys that will like put uh, tape on the bottom, oh, like wear nice. the shoe and wear it on the so it doesn't get worn out and still be visual. Yeah, yeah, there you I go. There that. you go. Uh, we have so we have the triple white, we have the mm-hmm. Wave Runner. Uh, what's your what, okay? So my all-time favorite shoe of all time. Yes. Forever. We have the Presto uh, off white in white. What else do we have? So all-time. I love Hirachis. Nike. I just saw them. Yeah. I just saw them. I have them in like every. And I've seen them in pictures, but when I saw them first, I'm like, oh, that this one is bad. This one is bad. Sick. Yeah. They're my all-time, and I love Air Force ones. Oh, gotcha. Um. But yeah, Hirachis. What's your favorite Air Force One colorway? Uh, if you had to describe, it, it doesn't have to be the silver all white. Classic. Really? Yeah. 90s style. That. I can respect that. I can respect that. <laughs> 90s style um, forever. It does, does, is it just in sneakers or does, is there other kind of like street culture? Uh, does it bleed into maybe, you know, I, I always use basketball culture because mm-hmm. it's closely tied to that, but is there anything else that interests you or is it kind of just starts and stops with sneakers? No, I'm like a. And when I ask this question, I mean like, what are things that interest you that other people wouldn't are surprised to think that would interest oh, you? Oh, I'm really weird, though. I don't know if you want to get that deep with me. Well, I asked you the question, so I'm we can't go so back now. so weird. Um, okay, so I'm like a big, like, super uh, Harry Potter and Star Wars fan. I would never have guessed the Star Wars. Yeah, I, I'm really... Uh, Harry I'm, Potter, I feel like you're in that age demographic. Pretty person. general. Yeah. It's pretty normal. Yeah. No, but I'm a, like a super... Uh, My wife right now, hi honey, she's like <laughs> in love with you of the Harry Potter because like we're literally flying to London next week and we have booked one day for Harry Potter World. Like Stop. that's been her dream since it's open. I just went. Oh, oh my God. So I'll be asking about all the tips. Yeah. Um, so we got Star Wars, we got Harry Potter. What else? Okay, what else is weird about me? Uh... And that's not how I phrased the question. No. You interpreted no, the question. No, I know. Way. I'm like a super weirdo. Like I I know I've never met anybody who is as weird as me. Like I swear. I'm sure there's someone out there. Okay. All right. So we talked about Harry Potter. Star Wars. What are some other things that you're into that other people would not have guessed? Okay, I'm super weird, and I'm. We just talked about this, but along with Star Wars, mm-hmm. I'm like really into. I'm really into like studying and basically knowing everything about a subject. So the subjects that I love to learn about mm-hmm. are normal things like psychology and whatever. Right. But, like, a big thing that I'm into, I'm really into, like, learning about, like, history. I'm, okay. like, a really weird, like, World War II buff. Super weird. Hold on. It's so you add the weird. Word, you added the word buff in there. Yeah. So, like, trivia pursuit knowledge Yeah, level? like, I could play, I, I was, I'm so weird. Like, I What love... is it? Okay, let me just ask you, if you had to give an interesting tidbit or fact or about World War II, what are, what are you telling them? 
I'm putting you on the spot now. Okay. Yeah. Want to know something weird? Did you know? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, okay. Did you know Hugo Boss designed the uniforms for Nazi Germany soldiers? Did you know Coco Chanel? Let me tell you. Cause so I'll... now I have to burn the Hugo Boss belt I have. Yeah. Go on. Did you know Coco Chanel actually designed? She's so like what she really became big for is she designed um, the female basically work uniform for um, all the workers who basically replaced the men um, in Europe. That's where she actually became big. And for after... the Allies or for the Axis? She, at the time, it was living in Paris, so for the, for the Allies. For the Allies, okay. I believe. Um, Sorry, I should have known that. Yeah. Now, but okay, I have to So, clarify. basically, she created, um, honestly, I want to say it was both. It was for, like, Europe in, in total. She was right. selling all, the, like, the uniforms. Basically, she was making, like, tunics, literally shaped like yeah, this. Yeah, um, She was making tunics for all the workers that were replacing the men. That's when women kind of went to work. Yeah. And so, like... She, that's really where she blew up. And after right. the war stopped, she actually stopped, she stopped creating for Chanel. Mm-hmm. Chanel just went to nothing. It paused. Yeah. And the only reason it came back was the reason she loved, um, the reason she made Chanel and she loved, uh, like, her passion so much is she wanted to make functional fashion for women. So back when she started Chanel, she started it because she wanted... I started with a small fashion. Yeah. I am just so fascinated. Yeah, no, I know so much. Not even when it comes to, like, fashion, yeah. obviously, because that's what but I'm like, into. But, like, history and, but, like, where it begins. But, like, I'm really, I'm really into it. Like, it's really weird. And I think it's because I was raised by my grandparents, mm-hmm. who are super old. Mm-hmm. And I also... That is the professional term, the scientific yeah, term. And, and I lived with my great-grandparents. Oh, And okay. so I was raised by really old people. Yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah, why I'm yeah. old on the inside. Gotcha. And gotcha. physically. So we have Star Wars, we have Harry Potter, we have Sneakerhead. Uh, we also have History Buff. We can yeah. add that to the list. And for those of you that are watching, if you don't know, Hardcore History yeah. by Dan Carlin is a podcast that you need in your life. Yeah. You need it in your life. Uh, it I'll will change. It he takes, uh, you know, epic battles, epic stories. Yeah. And what he does is he re- researches the crap out of them. I love it. And tells this narrative that you've never experienced before. That's really cool. So I won't spoil it for anybody. That's really You have cool. to check that out. You have to check that out. That's something I'd so be interested in. If you had to pick the last dish that you're going to eat, I hate to get morbid on you. Oh. What is the last meal that you're having? Because I see that you have vegan tendencies, and it's more for health. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not the the fad stuff. Um, yeah. And not to downplay, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, come on. If you're talking last meal, oh, you're not going to get yourself a, a steak or something like that. No, no, it wouldn't be an animal. It would probably be. <laughs> In this case, since it's going to be my last meal, that yeah. means I don't have to worry about stomach issues after. No. It would probably be like a cheese pizza. Cheese pizza? Yeah. Or like... I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean... Okay, I like it. I don't love it. Or because like, you got to put some pepperoni on that. No, I... Okay, wait. Are we talking like New York style? Yeah. <laughs> you just fake... New, uh, yeah. okay. New uh, York style... style? Huge piece of pizza. You yeah. know what? You like I would the have flop? Sh- you like when you pull the slice, it flops, yeah, the cheese is dripping. Yeah, fold it in half. Fold it. Uh, Grease okay. stripping. Are you a person that takes the two slices, folds them over? No, that's too much. Okay. I used okay. to eat my pizza with a fork and a knife. Okay. I like to eat slow. See, growing up with a younger brother, like siblings, it's like, how quickly can you eat? Because that's mm. how you get more food. So, for me, it's like, take the two slices, fold them, 
and it's just more time. Oh, I eat a lot. I think anybody who knows me. So mm. my family actually says, like, my nickname in my family is like that, like linebacker. Yeah. They say that I eat like my uncles used to say, like, I eat like the whole defensive. Yeah. Lineup. Yeah. Um, Start I, growing up, no, and everyone's dude, calling I, you linebacker. I eat so much food. Yes. Like, I don't think it's normal. Yeah. Yeah, I am of the same way, but I will not explore that in this video. I'll let you talk about that, but not myself. I eat so much food. So cheese weird. pizza. Yeah, cheese pizza. Maybe with shrimp on it. I'd be down for like a margarita pizza with pesto. Okay. Okay. I'd, I'd be down with some shrimp. Okay. Probably some seafood, some kekera. Yeah. Like, if you don't know what that means, it's curried crab. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, you don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah. So you definitely have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, use some South Indian curry. Yes, yes, just infuse it into your life and into your soul. Always in life. Um, definitely. My grandma's. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to go quick here, too. Uh, your top three movies. What are the top three movies of all time for you? Okay. We mentioned one already, Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Um, and the third one, shoot, Southpaw. Southpaw? Yeah. Oh, man. That is such a wide... Yeah. You so... have, like, no film noir, you have uh, Dirty Dancing, I don't know. Oh, wait, did we, wait, do we include Bollywood movies in it? Because if so, it's Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. All right, we'll add that as like an audible, like <laughs> yeah. one more pick as well. Yeah. Uh, that is such a variety there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what is your advice to people that are dealing with trauma in their own life that is above average in terms of what the, you know, other people and their problems are facing? What is your advice to them to persevere through that? Cool. I can totally relate to that. Mm -hmm. And um, my advice is, number one, find your outlet. Right. Um, for me, it was journaling and reading. Okay. For me, it was very easy to get lost in a book right. and to write down my feelings. And right. I don't know where I'd be without that. Fantastic. So I think find your outlet and find your find your passion and, and keep going. Mm -hmm. Just keep persevering. Mm -hmm. Just keep being resilient. Right. No matter what. For someone out there that is looking to create content, doesn't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. How do you start that journey? I think you have to look into what your purpose is in, in life in general. What's mm. your purpose and how can I create something that relates directly to my purpose? That's going to be the easiest way for you. I'm so glad you said that mm. because purpose is something that we talk about often and that kind of stuff. So yeah. thank you for that. It's really important, right? I mean, yeah. without that, you have nothing. Yeah. And I would argue is that once you figure that out, everything else comes it's gonna, into place. Yeah, it's going to come pretty yeah, yeah. easy. So yeah. find your purpose and make sure it aligns. That's my quick answer. Awesome. Um, for someone out there that, you know, has started to find some moderate success mm -hmm. and dealing with negativity and toxicity and that sort mm -hmm. of thing, um, how do you, outside of maybe journaling, maybe mm -hmm. some of the techniques are not working, Yeah. Um, how do you kind of mitigate that and move forward? I think um, if journaling isn't working for you, if meditating isn't working for you, if none of those sources are working for you, mm -hmm. I think the key is to then you just need to be headstrong. Mm -hmm. You need to be headstrong in your own sensibility to be disciplined enough to know that these are other people's opinions. These are not my opinions. Other people's opinions do not put value on my life or value on my content or value on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And you just got to literally keep it moving. Fantastic. Um, for people that... And I, I always start with four people that, mm -hmm. but I guess maybe this is the this is what the segment is called. Um, 
I guess I don't know how to phrase this other than to just say uh, they don't have talent. Yeah. Or they feel like they don't have a talent mm-hmm. or to do something, but they have a feeling that I, I, I got to get out of this nine to five. Yeah. How, how do you navigate that? Um, I think like, so how I found my talent, and I can only say this on, on my life, but how I found my talent is I looked back through every single stage in my life, mm-hmm. childhood, being a teenager, being a young adult, mm-hmm. and I put together the common denominators of what I liked and what I was good at. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as having no talent. Right. And if you have no talent, you might have a little bit of talent in Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. Like, I think just brush up on that skill of whatever talent you have Mm -hmm. and keep learning and keep building on that. And almost like what we talked about before is... Whether it's 10 minutes or one hour every day, just work on it. Work on it a little bit. And that volume over time is what moves mountains. I think I used to be really upset when I would try something and I wasn't an expert right away. Right. And the one thing that really taught me not to be, um, like, so in my head about things um, was actually doing Bikram yoga. Because I I really, I wasn't good at it right away. I was always flexible, but I wasn't good. And I would actually get physically frustrated and not go to class for two, three weeks. Because I was like, oh, I can't do this pose. Like, I suck at it. And, or I'd be really good one class. And I don't know. Like, I just, I, that really taught me to just push through it. Even if I'm not that great, one day I'll be good. And I, I, you start to notice your body. That's when I talk about mind-body connection. You start to notice your body doing things you never believed it could do. Right. Being so flexible where you're like, what the heck? I never thought I would be able to do that in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just shows you. You just got to keep working at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic. Well, that's the end of the show. Yeah, it just kind of abruptly ends because that's where we stopped our recording. Thank you all for listening. If you made it to the end of the show, thank you. Thank you very much. Make sure to check out the YouTube channel. Again, Gadgin Ballin on YouTube to see uh, an edited version, a paraphrased version of this. This podcast, I know it started at one spot and it's kind of changing into something else entirely. Don't worry. Don't panic. There's going to be more uh, news, more updates on this to give you a little bit more exposition in the the direction that we're going. So thank you all and uh, we'll catch you next time.